Well, we have today's sermon and next week's sermon is the last of the Joseph series and been a very interesting series, no doubt about that. My sermon this morning is entitled, Saving the Family. There's a lot that goes on here in this passage, and some of it you would have to read parts of 46, the rest of 47, and really parts of 48 to understand all that is going on and what is described herein. You have Joseph whom we talked about last week, choosing reconciliation over revenge when he finally revealed himself to his brothers. And that was a powerful thing to to decide to be reconciled rather than to take vengeance as would have been his right. It would have seen under all standards of the Old Testament and all standards still to this day in the Middle East, the standard of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth and a life for a life. And so he did not. He chose reconciliation, and he chose to save the family by encouraging the family to move from Cana to come to Egypt so that there in Egypt they might make their dwelling and ride out the great famine that was going across the land. But this was not Joseph's decision alone and especially in the end it was Israel Jacob who had to make the final decision to leave the land promised to him and to his father and to his grandfather to his father Isaac to his grandfather Abraham to leave that land to take the family and to leave it and go to Egypt. Israel had to make that decision. And it must have been, even with the famine, even with now the knowledge that his son Joseph, whom he thought had been dead all these years, was alive, it was Israel who had to make the decision, yes, the whole family, All the sons, all the wives, all the daughters, all the grandchildren, all the servants, everybody that belonged to Israel had to pick up and make the journey over into Egypt to that part of the Nile that is called Goshen. And so Israel decides to do it to save the family. He abandons the promised land to save the family. Joseph had been brought to Egypt by the very hand of God and had risen to great power so that he might save Egypt and also save his family. And so you see, you have God working across many different fronts. And Israel, 
When he gets to Egypt, he is presented before Pharaoh. He does not ask for Pharaoh's blessing, but this old man who has, he says, lived a short number of years, only 130 at this point. He says they've been hard. A lot of it he brought on himself. They've been tragic, yes. But he blesses Pharaoh. For Pharaoh allows him to bring his family and to inhabit a foreign land to save his family. Sometimes we will do extraordinary things to save the family. I knew a man who one morning was confronted with the reality his son-in-law married to his oldest daughter and his third son had been in a fight the night before. The fight was over a poker game. And the fight had gotten out of hand and the son-in-law had pulled a knife on his son. And so the whole family was in turmoil. The son-in-law came in because he worked for his father-in-law. And he came in the next morning and said, I suppose you know what happened last night, so I don't guess you want me working for you anymore. His son had said, you've got to get rid of this guy. He pulled a knife on me. And there a father, his daughter's husband, his son, totally at odds and in a hostile condition, he had somehow to save the family from this great disruption. He told his third-born son to go back to college now. He told his son-in-law, go back to work now. And we will work this thing out between the two of you because I can't afford to have my family broken because of you two young men who don't know how to control your tempers. And so his son-in-law went back to work. His son went back to college. And... Peace, fragile, was maintained with the family. His daughter was taken care of. And for years, the two men would not literally speak to one another. Not at family gatherings. Not one-on-one. -on -one. But the family still gathered. And the family had a sense of unity because the father had seen fit to keep both in the family. 
Sometimes saving the family costs something. It may cost broken relationships. It may cost financial aspects that are more than we like to imagine. It might be having to give up something that we really want in order that the family survived. For whatever reason, and I have some ideas, in 1646, when my ancestor, Stephen Darden, left England and came over to Virginia, when it was still very much a new colony, he came seeking an opportunity. He left his family home there in England, and we went back several generations there. He left his family home. He and one of his brothers, they divided the family because apparently it was saving the family by coming to America and having a new life. Israel left the promised land to go to Egypt, where one day his people, his ancestors, when they were numerous, would become slaves in the land of Egypt. But he did so to save his family. Now, from time to time, we reach critical junctions in our lives in which we must consider what is best for the family, what is best to see them through, what is best that will endure and make sure that the family has a chance and will continue. Here in Memphis, there are thousands of examples of African-American grandmothers who take on the responsibility of grandchildren and great-grandchildren even in order that they may have some small chance of doing better. They will sacrifice what they have. They will sacrifice lives. They will sacrifice their personal lives in order to see that their grandchildren or their great-grandchildren might have a possibility of having something better than what their parents or even what they have had. Sometimes decisions have to be made that are not necessarily in our individual best interest, but are in the best interest of the family. The people of God are a family. 
The twelve sons of Israel will become the twelve tribes of Israel. We are a family here at faith. What happens to others in our congregation, in our own families, is important. And sometimes we have to do things that aren't necessarily beneficial or add anything to us personally, but make a greater difference for the family, be it our own or for the family that is the church. It happens. Sometimes there are those who can't. They just can't. Other times there are those who can and will often do everything they can, even if it means giving up everything they have. Here, Israel gave up perhaps the most important thing that he possessed, the land. He got a new land, but it wasn't his permanently or at all. It was just lent, loaned, given for a temporary use, if you will. And one day, another servant of God would take this people back to a land that had been promised to their forefathers, their ancestors. So, when we think about this, and we think about it in terms of us as Christians, our God and Father He sacrificed his son for his family, for all those that he called to be his own. We're not used to that for the most part. We see it from time to time. In war, a nation sends off its sons and now its daughters. And many times they are killed. This past week, soldiers died. There is a sacrifice for the greater nation, the greater family. We see it from time to time in other instances. Last week, we had a friend of our daughter, Whitney's, from college, whom we've known for a while, who came to Memphis because she was an organ donor and was going to donate one of her kidneys. She's a young mother, twins that are just barely two years old. But she came because she thought she could help this person Following all the tests, it turned out that she wasn't going to be able to be a match. But she was willing to sacrifice something for someone else, for the greater family.
God sent his son that we might have something greater, something more, forgiveness of sin, life, life eternal. God trying to save the family of humanity. In our lives, we've all have instances of times or moments when we have been called or we have been forced to do something that is greater, that cost, that means sacrifice, that requires the giving up that requires putting others ahead of our own goals or our own needs. Sometimes we are able and sometimes we fail. But here, in this story from Genesis, we find that Joseph wanted to save his family and Israel made the sacrifice so that it could be saved. Hmm. May we learn such lessons and apply them throughout our lives of saving one another, our families, the church, the nation, the world. Thanks be to God who sent his son because he loved the world. Amen.